Welcome to the One Bottle of Wine podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Anissa. And this week, it's just the two of us. Our girl Maggie is out traveling, per usual. Uh, Today, we're forever grateful for wine. So, Em, do you want to tell us about the wine for this week? Sure. So today, we have Forever Vineyards Pinot Noir from California. I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine real quick. Good idea. (laughs) I haven't done that yet, that important part. I already poured myself some. Well, can't all be so lucky. Uh, so yeah, today we're drinking a Forever Forever Vineyards Pinot Noir from California. Like I said, it's a 2019 bottle. Um, I was reading up actually on some on the California Pinot Noir itself. So not specific to Forever Vineyards, but just California Pinot Noir. Um, apparently, it's it's actually the mo- Pinot Noir is most produced in California. But Oregon is typically renowned for their Pinot Noir. So California is beating out Oregon. (laughs) Um, Pinot Noir is also widely regarded as one of the most romantic wines and is often described as perfumey and sweet, but it's actually a dry wine. Well, I can definitely, I just took a sip while you were giving us all the intro and I can definitely say I feel a little bit of the sweet and the dry Mm -hmm. and then I can tell the perfume. I really like Pinot Noirs. I'm no expert by any means on Pinot Noirs, but I do enjoy drinking them with like just about any meal. Mm -hmm. Like they're my go-to wine because I know it's like a safe bet. You know, people have recommendations on like when you should drink white wine, when you should drink capsaz, what temperature and all that stuff. And my safe wine where I'm very rarely disappointed in the taste of the wine with my meal would be going with a Pinot Noir. I feel like for a Pinot Noir for me, I can drink it summer. I can drink it winter. I feel like it's a very like seasonally, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You know, like I tend to go for a capsaz typically when... It's winter, and I'll go for a lighter, maybe a rosé in the summer, but Pinot Noir for me is the way to go. It's year-round. It's a year-round wine. Well, I'm going to read the back of this because I think it's kind of cute. It says, forever wine is perfect for new memories. It is the wine you will keep coming back for and remember with fondness. This Pinot Noir has floral aromas mixed with cherries and spice, followed by well-balanced flavors of strawberries and a hint of cacao. Cacao, yeah. Like enjoy with chicken, fish, and pork dishes. Oh, okay. So it tells you kind of what to enjoy it with, but I just thought that the first line was kinda of cute. Forever wine is perfect for new memories. We're always about making new memories. Always about making new memories. Um, so Nisa, do you want to tell us a little bit about our topic for today? Yeah, I think it'd be great to just get into it. So this week, uh, we're actually going to do a red flags episode. And when we say red flags, we're kind of referring to it as in what are your specific red flags for dating? Yeah. And I know we asked some of our friends, some of the people that follow us on social media to give us their red flags. And then we kind of put in some of our own as well. Um, but, um, you wanted to say something else about this. So we originally, we did record an episode a few weeks ago that was red flags, but we were significantly less prepared than we are today. And so we decided to take that episode off and we wanted to revisit it because um, we knew that we could, you know, count on some of the people who are in our lives, our followers, our our friends, our family to help us have, have a little bit better, uh, like, explanation of it. I think this topic is like so good that we needed to be more prepared for it in order to deliver on it. I also think like 
everybody's had bad experiences, right? And oh, so yeah. like only going in your own, you're not going to find that many. But when right. you when you talk to a lot of people about this type of thing, it's amazing what the experiences I that mean, people have had. I mean, today I've heard like some very obscure things. Some of them I'm like, I'm not even putting that on a podcast. That's bad. Um, but I have had people say like, am I the red flag? Like I, <laughs> now I feel like I'm the red So to clarify... This week, we're going to go through the list that our friends have sent us, and we're going to determine whether we think that they are red flags or not. So, Anissa, I'll let you take over the first one. Okay. I actually really like this one, and I think it's a really good way and a hot topic to start off, start it off with. So, number one, disrespecting anyone in the service industry. And this would mean hostesses, waitresses, bartenders, etc. Anyone in the service industry, red flag or no? Uh, yes. For me, a hundred percent. I know you thousand percent. <laughs> you worked in the service industry. I've worked in the service industry. I feel like working in the service industry makes like makes you understand what those people go through every single day. And so now I refuse to ever be rude. I refuse to ever not tip like more than twenty percent, just because it's like it's such for a tough me, job. For me, honestly, you could do an awful job and I still tip you 20%. If you do just, an awful job, you get 20%. Right. If you do an outstanding job, you're getting way more than 20%. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's because we're used to tipping. I mean, I've been in, you know, different countries where they don't always do tipping and there's like, you know, cultural differences in that right. in that sense, but just the act of being disrespectful, like what? What do you, like what do you get out of that? I know. I yeah. It just there's no really there's no explanation. Like you cannot explain to me why nope. there's no argument. There's no devil's advocate in this scenario. There's just no it's not going to happen. Yeah. Thank you next. We yeah. go out on a date. Picture this. We go out on a first date. And I yell at the bartender for getting my drink. I off. would leave. I think I would leave. You'd be like you can pay for your own tab. I would be like, you can pay for both of our tabs. I'm going to, I'm going to politely see my way out. Let me just dig a little deeper on this one. Have you had a scenario? Yes. Tell me. Not on a date. Okay. um, But it was like, just, I was with a couple of people. It was somebody that I worked with and the guy was incredibly rude and I just never looked at him the same way again because I just, I was floored by the treatment of of the person that he was talking to and like i wish i was a little bit braver back then because i feel like i would have stood up to him and said something but right. i wasn't yeah. and i regret not being a little bit if more... you're listening sir that was rude <laughs> <laughs> but I, i've never had it like on a date date like setting i honestly no. i'm gonna be very honest i'm like thankful let me knock on wood shout out to all the guys that have ever taken me out on dates you have not made it on this podcast <laughs> negatively but not uh, in this in not this in this category. episode <laughs> not in this category we'll get to it a little further but you know i i really like talking about this one because on the receiving end of it because you mentioned we were both in the service industry like on the receiving end of it i genuinely have had some people where i'm like you need therapy like that was just uncalled for absolutely unnecessary and I think the one thing that stands out for me in dating is like sometimes I look if they're paying I look if they're tipping 20% yeah (laughs) that kind of I think is disrespectful but I know I I agree with you okay um let's move on to the second one okay if they have road rage or a temper when driving that's not a red flag. It's not a red flag for me either because that is me. Same. <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Definitely guilty. If that's your red flag, we probably shouldn't talk. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I get it because it can be scary. Yes. 
um, when you're, especially when you're in the car with someone that maybe you don't know that well mm-hmm. and they're getting angry at drivers, I could see that being a scary scenario. I, I just can't. Be I a curse hypocrite. in Bosnian. Yeah. Like I don't curse in Bosnian very often, but for some reason when I'm driving, I'm cursing in Bosnian. So like they might not think I'm really cursing. They might just think I'm singing a song or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that one. So it's not an awful one. I think it maybe the severity would be a red flag. Like yeah. if you're freaking flicking them off, like following them, honking the horn, yeah. going, you yeah. know, yeah. it's a little much, but I in agree. terms of just having red rage, it's not bad. Okay. Next. Uh, when they do not take care of their nails or toenails, this is... I think like a hygiene, a hit on hygiene. I I get that. I mean, I don't personally really care all that much. I I take very good care of my nails. I paint my nails regularly. I paint my toenails regularly. But for me, I'm not, I mean, unless they're really gross, like if they're like talon like and like disgusting, then sure. But if they, I mean, especially because for us, it's women. But if it's a guy, Mm -hmm. as long as he's clipping his nails and not like showing up to a date with long ass nails... I think this is more of a question. This is more, I think a guy gave us this question, which I I wanted to talk about because I think it is important. Like it digs on your hygiene and similar to what you said, if they don't clip their like hands or toes or like if they have extremely long nails, like I remember, you know, at work not that long ago, I don't know why or where I saw, no, it wasn't at work. It was in an Uber. This guy, I think it was in Austin. So it was really recent. Uh, this guy had a long pinky oh. nail. It was like one nail. That's but, like a drug thing. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know that. But I thought, like, even before I knew that, I was like, that's disgusting. I was like, that's why. Like, gross. <laughs> like, how much it collects. Even with, yeah. like, our nails. Like, I'm very, very clean. I always have my nails and my toes done and all that stuff. But just seeing, I'm like, you, how does it not bother you? Or, like, dirt, but, ugh, come on. I can't even have my nails long because I... Yeah, it, having stuff underneath of them, and I'm always worried I'm gonna scratch sweetie buns and yeah, like I just I just keep them short at, and typing too. I can't type with I long think, nails. I think I haven't run into a scenario where I've seen anyone with like really bad hands or yeah, feet. Yeah, I don't think so. so I don't think it, I'm sure that if I did, it would be a red flag. I mean, you remember those like Guinness Book of World Records? They have, oh. like the longest toenails, and they'd be like curled. That would, I could not handle. You're that. making me cringe. Okay, now maybe it's a little bit of a red flag. I guess it again depends on the severity. Yes. Uh, okay, so the fourth one we have is when men are attached to their mothers. Okay, so this is, again, you just said severity. I think it depends on the extent. I agree. Like, if you're calling her every single day, like, asking her for stuff about our relationship, and, like, she still makes your food and does your laundry and, you know, lots of different attachment issues, that's a red flag because, I mean, we're – I'm 28, you're 28. 30. I feel like, yeah, I'm 30. Um, I feel like being attached to your mom is not an issue, but depending on your mom for basic care and home needs, if you have your own home and you have your own family, that to me is a little bit more of a red flag. I mean, I think being attached to your mom is pretty healthy in terms of just Having a good relationship with your mom. Yeah. Right? Right. But not... Attachment is such a weird... Like finding your emotional needs through your mom and like she's doing all that stuff for you, yes, I think is a little bit odd. 
So would, some of these are like very in terms of severity, but like right off the bat, if he has if he's really attached to his mom, it's not a red flag. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to have a healthy relationship with your mom personally, but um, yeah, I mean. Okay, so the next one I take personally. They use Snapchat constantly. Yeah, we have differing views on this. <laughs> Me as a person without a Snapchat at all, that I haven't used it in probably th- at least three years, if not more. Uh-huh. And then you as someone who still uses it. Every day. Yeah. So I will say I don't post on my story. I have like 20, 30 maybe people that are on my Snapchat. And the only reason I have it is because I have long-standing streaks with a couple of my friends. One of them that lives in San Diego and like her and I don't text and talk every single day. So our like, are you alive kind of communication is our ongoing more than a year streak on Snapchat. And that's honestly the only reason I use it. So if they are like me, not a red flag, if they use it as like a form of communication, like instead of texting or calling or FaceTiming me, red flag. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know enough about it. So, I mean, I've used, I obviously, yeah, I've I've used Snapchat. I used it for many years. I just, my account got hacked. So I just, and I wasn't using it anyway. So I I got rid of it. But uh, yeah, also as a married person. Yeah, you don't need it. I don't need it. I don't literally. I guess it doesn't even matter if if you're married or not married. One day when mine and Marissa's streak ends, shout out Marissa. (laughs) uh, I'm just, that's, that's it. Yeah. And, like, my old roommates in San Diego, like, they're funny, and they, like, send snaps yeah. that are, like, update of my workday, and it's hilarious. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think if they're using it as their only form of communication, it's a red flag. Right. But if they're able to text and call and FaceTime and do all the normal forms of communication, that's just a fun thing on the side. It also comes of, like, are they using it to text other people, you know, or message other people then that would be an issue um okay well the next one is that they're not responsive over text so that kind of bolts into what we just talked about okay so this for me is a red flag primarily because i don't need to text you 24 7 no but like don't don't not text me all day long yeah and then like give me one like it's just the society and like where we are nowadays, like if I have a question, answer the freaking question over text. Yeah. Or don't leave me on read. Right. Or don't respond just because whatever. Like, I think it takes so little that even if you're busy, mm-hmm. to just say, "Hey, I'm really busy. I'm gonna. I saw your text. I will respond." Like if it's something that you know is important or matters right. or whatever, that it's so easy to just say, "Hey, I'm really busy, but I will get back to this." And it, it's just such an easy form of communication at any time of the day, it, at any point in your life that if they're not responding to you via text, to me, I'm just like, well, then we probably aren't going to be compatible as people right. because that's how I communicate. Right. And I mean, I understand like some people have very, very de- high demanding jobs, super busy. They don't text 24-7. Right. I don't need you to text me 24-7. It's like a, hey, good morning text. Yeah. Like, hope you have a good day. And then later, hey, I just freed up after work. What are you doing? Something like that is really all it takes, but you're not responsive. You just, like, leave me on read and don't respond. Like, as if I didn't text you. That's just rude. I think it's actually funny to – well, not funny, but I think it's interesting that, you know, you and I both are coming from two very different points of view where, like, I have not dated Mm -hmm. anyone in, like, 10 years or something (laughs) like – or not, not 10 years yet, but close to it. Uh-huh. And 
it's still like if I'm thinking of if I were to be dating today, mm-hmm. that would be a red flag for me. If somebody wasn't responding to my text, that right. would be a red flag. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just I mean I don't I don't see the point of not like you're on your freaking phone. Right. Everybody's on their phone. I know you're on Instagram. Yeah. I know you're on ESPN right. or whatever the heck you look up. You yeah. have time to text me. Right. Right. Um, the next one is only makes last minute plans. So scenario in this one would be uh, you're going on a first date and they don't tell you what you're doing until literally right before they pick you up. And it's not a surprise. They just didn't plan. I feel like that shows me more that they didn't care enough to like pre-plan something out. And again, I'm but this a, is their personality we're talking about. Sure. Personally for me, it's a red flag because I as a person am a very I work around a schedule. I have to have things sort of like in my calendar invite for this podcast. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> calendar invite, reminder, like several reminders. Like yeah. that's just how my I right. operate. So that would be an issue for me to just, I mean, it depends. Again, this is just where I am in my life too, Same. right? I have to have a schedule like to, to make sure I'm keeping everything together. But the other aspect of it is again, you know, five years ago, I was so much more spontaneous than I am now. But right. the other aspect, like, and the thing that ties in with all of this is I have to sometimes mentally prepare myself for, for whatever those plans are. Like if we're going to go and go to dinner like I have to make sure my hair's washed so I have to make sure that I have makeup on I have to I have to time and plan all that stuff and if you're a last minute planner for everything that's a red flag so I think that but I don't know how you figure that out I think the better way to answer this one Mm -hmm. is that it's actually a a phase of life or like a stage of life dependency Mm -hmm. if you're in college and you're dating someone and all they do is make last minute plans it probably doesn't matter because everything is a last minute plan in college if you get out of college and then you're starting your life, you have a job, you have other things that you have to work around in order to date someone, then it becomes a little bit more important that you schedule things. And so if you're trying to date someone who only wants to ever make last minute plans, it's probably not going to work. Also, I don't know how people can live that way. I don't either, but you know, to each their own. All right, let's take <laughs> There's a quick, no judgment. Quick break here because I am running low on some vino. Little. This is actually really good. We didn't talk it is about very the taste. Good. Uh, we're not really uh, drinking it with anything. We kind of, you know, finished dinner. We had separate dinners today, and we're just sipping on a little bit of wine. Sipping on it. And it tastes really good. Like, you don't need anything with it is kind of all the point yep. we're at. So the next one we have is that they say that they're not ready for a relationship. And this person, I just thought this this was really funny, so I wanted to include it. He said, then why the fuck are you on a date, weirdo? <laughs> uh, yeah. Valid. Yeah. Red flag. 100%. Yeah. If don't. somebody that you're on a date with says they're not ready for a relationship. Don't they have Tinder where you could just be like, hey, GTF? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's still a thing. I just, haven't had that. Just don't go on dates. If yeah. you're not ready for a don't relationship. Don't waste my time. Yeah. Don't waste anybody's time. Because I'm tr- I'm on a date. Cause unless, I'm <laughs> unless you're under the exact same impression where you're right. on this date just to like meet in person before you go do what you're going to do. Do the deed. Yeah. <laughs> then, d- yeah, then, like, don't take people on dates. Simple. Literally. Yeah, Why easy. the fuck are you on a date, weirdo? Yeah. Plain book. That answers it. Red flag. Yeah. They constantly go clubbing slash get blackout. Yeah. Red flag. Stage of life. I, I think it was, yeah. I think it was always a red flag. We just vibed with it more when we were younger. In college, it was more, like, cool and acceptable. But now, it's not. 
Again. Well, again, stage of life, right? You have to plan for getting that drunk. Like, I can't do a hangover the way I did when I was 21. No. No. The hangovers at 30 are not the same as they were at 21. <laughs> that, they didn't hangovers exist, didn't exist over 20. 21. You get a little Chipotle and you're good. It is definitely a blackout because it just kind of just shows, in my opinion, immaturity. Like, if that's what you're down for, we're not the same stage of life. So at this current state, it would definitely be a red flag. So fun fact is I actually don't think I've ever fully blacked out. No, I really don't think I I have. whispered, yeah, you have. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I, I genuinely don't think that I have. And, and mostly because, like, you know how I get red and I uh-huh. get, like, flushed and stuff? So that is the gene or, like, the whatever is yeah, that, yeah, the yeah. enzyme. I don't have the enzyme that properly breaks down alcohol. And so I think it's also why I'm such a lightweight. Whereas for like, anyone that is like, oh, me too. It's because Emily has. I'm a quarter Chinese. Thank you. My mom gets it. My sisters get it too. But like I get really red and flushed and red on my neck and chest and mm-hmm. face. And it's, we don't have the enzyme that properly breaks down alcohol. But my, like what I think happens is that like my tolerance is pretty low. Mm-hmm. And so then when I just, when I get to a certain point, I am not able to black out and I just throw up. And so I'm just like, like I reach a certain Easy. point, I just throw up. It's yeah. not even like a, I don't remember stuff. It's like if I get too far, I'm just puking. So. Yeah. Well, I don't have that issue, but I haven't really gotten that far, like to the point where I don't remember things. I definitely am, you know, I think everyone processes I've definitely things had a brownout, right? Yeah. Like definitely like things are fuzzy. Right. But not a full blown where I don't also, remember anything. Maybe COVID had something to do with this, but I literally don't remember the last time I was in a club. So if someone that I'm trying to date or whatever is a club head, as someone put it, like... I'm pretty sure the last time I was in a club was with you for your birthday. And it was just me, you, and Stephanie. Was that a club? That was a bar. And that was like... It felt like a club to me. It was like five years ago, so long ago. It did feel like a club. It felt like a club. It was... No, it was a bar. There were bottles. They brought us like bottles to the table that... Yeah. It felt like a club. The three of us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was next. <laughs> they have a kid. Sorry, I just kind of don't know okay. that one. That's fine. Um, now that I have a kid, I don't feel like it's a red flag. But again, I think it's a stage of life, right? Where if you're 21 and you're trying to date somebody and they already have a kid, you may not feel like you're in the right stage of life to like be Even a now. potential step-parent. Even now, I'm 28 and, you know, I wouldn't go into a relationship being like, I think I could be a stepmom. Shout out to those that can. Yeah. I just don't think I could do it. So for me, it would be a red flag simply because I don't want to put myself in that scenario. Do you think if you met the right person, again, who like met all of your other qualities, everything like checked every box and the only caveat was that they had a kid. Do you think that you could, like, figure... I mean, you're so good with Sweetie Buns. I know. Like, you're really good with kids. You're good with your nephew. Yeah. You I know. mean, I love kids. I just think maybe it would also depend on the age of the child and, like, the like what happened. Yeah. You know? There's other factors that go into that place. Right. But it's complicated for yeah. sure. Yeah. It would definitely. But I think what, you know, the person probably that wrote this question or said it was, like, you know... Yeah. For them, it's a red flag because... They're not at the stage in their life where that's even an option to discuss. Yeah, I personally don't think it's a full blown red flag, mm-hmm. but I would want to know the I would want to know the background as to what happened. 
True. Okay, next one is that they don't believe in marriage. Mm. Red flag. I agree. I would want to know why. Because I do understand some people who have divorced parents or who have had rough childhoods or whatever where they've seen a lot of failed relationships that they're like, we don't even want to get into that because divorce can be very messy. And that's okay, but I want to get married. Yeah. So it's a red flag for you. Yes. Because you want to get married. Exactly. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel the same way. I think if I were still dating, you know, I've always wanted to get married, but I also had a, I had a good example of what it looks like to Same. be in a happy marriage or I mean, relatively happy marriage. My parents you know? have been married for 30, I don't know, 32 many years. Like, I don't know what the number is, 30s, five, six, whatever. Like, yeah. And so I've seen it. But I also know a lot of people that have gone through divorce and I still am like, that doesn't mean that you have to have or live the same way. Right. Like, you have an opportunity to find your person and change that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lives with their parents. It depends on the age. You know, if we're right out of college... No big deal. For us. Okay, for us. If Say you were dating if I met today. An, if I was dating today and then met another 30-year-old person who was living at home, I would not completely write them off. I would just want to know what the situation was. Same. I'm on the same boat. There's, you know, especially with, like, the pandemic and, right. you know, so many different factors. Like, maybe they're saving up for their dream home. Or, like, I lived, you know, with my parents at 27 like a year Mm -hmm. ago and so I went from living with roommates Mm -hmm. in San Diego to moving back home and having the option of still renting and and going elsewhere but I my parents were like why would you do that when you could save money and then buy a place and then the pandemic hit and it slowed down my my home buying process as Mm -hmm. well but still I was 27 living at home and you know like who am I to say that that's yeah you know but now we're talking like you are with me we're dating like there's just so many different ways that this can be spun i think that right off the bat no it's not a red flag no i don't think it's It's definitely a conversation yeah it's a conversation i mean i'm I'm with you too i lived at home i was lived lived out of out of the house with roommates just like you moved back home and then as soon as daniel and i got engaged i basically moved in with him and then you know now we live in our house and everything but it was the same thing i moved back home for a few years i think it's important though too to live on your own at some period of time right, right. because it teaches you a lot about right. bills and like saving and like all that kind of stuff that you you can only really learn by living on your own right and i'm fortunate enough like to be living alone right now mm-hmm. so for me it's like oh we'll still have privacy we'll still have time together like you could still come over to my place and that can be like a thing versus before when i lived with my parents it was a concern of like well where are we going to hang out right right you know and just yeah. have time together yeah. like it, without our parents being involved and like right. all that nonsense okay this next one is hilarious <laughs> um okay so the next one is they clap on airplanes <laughs> do you clap on airplanes I do not clap on airplanes, but I do think it's really funny when people clap on airplanes. I 100% will support the clapping if someone else starts it, but I will not start it. No, I won't start it either. So but it's, I've not a, been it's not on, a red flag. I mean, I've been on some very like turbulent f- overseas flights, right. overseas flights, and <laughs> I can just like imagine where like some of us are like, are we going to make it out of here alive? And you land, and you're like, woohoo, we made it. Like, thanks. <laughs> We're people. alive. We're alive. I think people honestly do it to be annoying. <laughs> like, whatever. I mean, it's I not a red flag. It's not a red flag. Let's just point that it's out. It's not a red flag for me either. Like, I just don't care. 
Honestly, that's Jen, not something. Jenny, this one's for at Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, that one was just funny, and that's the only reason we kept it in here. It it's was not, funny. We know it's not a red flag. Like, come on. Yeah. Okay, next one. Hides you from their friends or family. Whoa, we just took it way more serious. Yeah, we went to real serious. For me, <laughs> definitely a red flag. Same. Like, why are you hiding me? You got another baby mama I don't know about? That or just like, why? what is it? What would you not want to share about me? Literally, I'm fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to share me, like, I'll share myself yeah. with somebody else. See this ya. Is, this is tapping into my little, like, um, Zodiac thing uh-huh. uh, for myself, which I don't, I don't believe in hardcore, but I do... <laughs> I do feel very connected to my zodiac sign, oh. which is Leo. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, and we I... are very prideful. So, like for me, if there's if I'm gonna be dating somebody, they should want to show me off. You know, like I, you know, I'm great, or I feel like I'm great. Listen, I don't need my zodiac sign to tell me I'm great. I'm great. Okay. <laughs> the issue with this question, though, the Leos are just obsessed with themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm so if they're not feeling, if they're not feeling like their partner is like feeling the same way daniel are you obsessed with emily because if you're not that's a red flag you get what i'm saying (laughs) no uh the you know the other portion of that too is with this red flag it's a little bit tricky because how many dates do you have to go on for you to realize that they're not showing you off or that they're not talking about you so like is at that point you might be blurred by the red flag because you don't know, you know what I mean? You're still getting to know this person. Well, I think it would take a little while, right? Like, I think if you're just first dating, mm-hmm. I would understand not, not like immediately introducing girls that you just, mm-hmm. or guys that you've just started dating to your friends and family. Totally mm-hmm. understand that. But if it's been a couple months mm-hmm. and you haven't met anybody or like you, you haven't even, you don't even think that any of their friends know about you or their family knows about you in general, right? Like people talk. If you started dating someone tomorrow, you might not tell me right away, but if you've gone on three, four, five dates and things are, you know, things are going well, you're definitely going to talk to me about it. So if I don't know about it at all, not not necessarily that I need to meet them right away, but if I don't yeah, even that's know about flag, it, sure. that's a red flag. That means that you're not feeling it or there's something about that person that you don't want me to know about. But how would they know that I didn't talk to you about it? Like I could just be like, yeah, I was talking to the girls, told well, them Eventually they you. would know. Right. I mean, eventually if you've never up. met any of the friends or family, you would know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one is that they still talk to their ex. Not a red flag. Hmm. I don't like that one. I don't like that one, but the reason I say it's not a red flag is like, okay, let's backtrack. Severity, right? Are you talking to them every day? Do you hang out with them daily? But like, they're your your ex from high school and they wish you a happy birthday. That's fine. I mean, happy birthdays are like big life events. I mean, I know my ex like congratulated uh, Daniel and I when we got engaged and that didn't feel weird. He also reached out when my dad died, like sent his, you know, condolences, which like those types of things I think are completely normal. Right. Big life events for either party yeah. are normal. But if you're talking on a regular basis, I feel like that just is, you know, a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I think I was just thinking on it on like the 
the lighter end versus it, you know, it depends on when they were your ex. Like, did you guys just break up? Has it been five years? Like so many different factors go into that. So potential, potential red flag. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely depends. Definitely depends on what the circumstances are of the communication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, What about asks you on a first date and doesn't pay? Yeah, see, I, I mean, if he makes you pay, yeah, that's different. If he's like, let's split it, I have no problem with that personally. Me neither. I don't think it's completely fair. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot you, to it. Yeah. But like, you know, men... Listen, at this stage... Men have a lot of advantages. Right, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. <laughs> Three years ago, two years ago, whatever... If they asked me out on a first date and they didn't pay, I would 100% say red flag and be offended. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. I would not be. I was way more open to like, let's split it, let's split it, split it. Now, present day, Anissa, if you ask me on a date, you're freaking paying. If I ask you out on a date, I'm freaking paying. Like, I'm not doing this split, split if you ask me. Like, I'm, I'm, my time is what I'm splitting with you. Sure. What if, okay, so what if you like matched on a dating app? I don't have dating apps, so okay, that question's but, out of the... But let's pretend. Let's okay. pretend you match Sorry. on a dating app. Sorry. and you guys I'm really passionate about that one. <laughs> and you guys agree to meet up. And it's okay. not one person asking the other, but you guys are kind of like, okay, we've been talking for a little bit, and we want to meet up in person, so let's go meet up. Would you at that... If he, at that point, said, let's split the bill, would you still feel like a little bit peeved that he <sighs> didn't just pay? I mean, to be very honest with you, Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I'm confident enough that I would honestly offer. Like, let's say we grab drinks right before whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, I'd say like, I'll grab the drinks, mm-hmm. you know, or if he grabbed the, like grabs the drinks at the bar and then we sit down for food and then says it, maybe I wouldn't. But like, it's one of those things where like, when you're blatantly asking, it's kind of just awkward. I don't like the awkwardness behind it. Like, sure. hey, we've just finished eating. Now I see the total of the tab. Do you want to split it? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just like, dude, why are you wasting my time? If you can afford a hundred, uh, afford a hundred dollars or couldn't afford whatever, why did we buy a bottle of wine? Or why did we do this? Or why did we do that? Like, why did you ask me to this nice restaurant to split the tab? Yeah. No, I feel you. I personally am a big, like equality advocate type so of thing, I. whatever. I mean, and so am I not saying that you're not saying at all that you're not. And the way I'm saying it probably doesn't come off the best. I mean, trust me, men have a lot of advantages that women do not have. Um, so I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman expecting a man to pay and just be like, look, you, you want to take me out? Equal pay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm sorry. We're not trying to be feminist where this question just kind of like sparks a common topic. Yeah. But I also feel very strongly that it, it shouldn't always be like, okay, for example, Daniel and I, right, when we go places, he's not always the one to pay. We take You're turns. Married. We're married, sure. But even when we were just dating, right? Like if we would go out on dates or we would go friends. we would go do stuff, like it was not always an expectation that he was I going to pay for everything. I don't expect everything. that either. No, I, I know. I'm I talking know. first date etiquette, like etiquette. If you ask me, sure, you're freaking paying. Yeah, I mean the if question, the question the is, or the topic is first date specific. Exactly. I'm I trying to put myself. I'm trying to put myself in those shoes, and I, I feel like I would tend to agree with you that if he was like being awkward about it, mm-hmm. and then 
Listen. Asking to split, split the bill, it would be kind of, it, yeah. It's like it would one run of me things, the wrong again, way. Again, this is why I like touched back on how I was a couple years ago, right? A couple years ago, post-college, I would have not been offended by that. Because I'm like, oh, you know, who knows what kind of job he has? Who knows what kind sure. of job I have? Sure. You know, we might both be like trying to strive for more. Now I feel like the majority of people, the majority of people that I'm going to go out on a date with are solidified in their career, hopefully. Yeah. And can afford to ask me out and pay for the first date. And that's why they're choosing to do so. Yeah. If that wasn't the case, don't get on a dating app. Don't ask me. You know what I mean? Like, don't offer to take me out for dinner. Yeah. The same way that I am confident enough in myself. Yeah. That if I was interested in a guy, I would be like, hey, do you want to go out on a date? Yeah. And then I would offer to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, I get what you're saying. I think you're right. I think it depends on who asks who out. And then if it's like a mutual thing where you're just deciding to meet up, then mm-hmm. it can be more of a conversation. But mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I yeah, this topic is strong yeah. because I feel like throughout our lives, throughout it's, it's a it's a never ending topic, right? There's yeah. so many different scenarios. There's so many layers but like to right it now, too. like I'm thinking present day. Someone asked me out on a date tomorrow and said, Hey, I'd really like to take you out to Forever Vineyards mm-hmm. and shout out to the wine. <laughs> if they said that they wanted to take me out there and they're like, Okay, like I'll pick you up or let's meet up there and then at the end of it ask me to split the tab, I'd be like, You can screw yourself. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, again, I totally get what you're saying. And I'm used to being, like, in normal scenarios yeah. and splitting things. It's, no problem. It's hard for me to put myself in that shape. in this, like, dating first date scenario because it's been so long. And so, I don't know. Trust me. It is I believe you. Okay. Okay, so the next one is they use a soap bar to wash their hair, their face, and their body. So they use one – they basically have one – product and they use it to wash everything red flag really yes that's gross you okay i mean i get it also not good for your skin no not so you're into like men taking care of their skin i'm all hygiene all hygiene but it's There's hi- literally I mean, it's hygienic the they're using you, soap okay to wash everything calm down <laughs> okay one bar of soap first off bars of soap who still uses those? We use bars of soap. My dad and mom do too. <laughs> bars of soap but are they're nice. like ancient. <laughs> we like bars of soap in our I do house. like bars of soap. Um, we have, I don't we have bars of soap. We also have body yes. wash. We have both. So it's a it's whatever you it's, feel. But also just first off, I'm picturing a male taking a bar of soap and like lathering it on their hair. Okay? I don't care. I mean, if but they how have many dudes in college do you know that did that? Like so many, I'm sure. I knew we're not in college anymore that did that. Ugh, foul. Honestly, listen, when you go, listen, when you, God, this makes me so mad. When you go. What if they don't have hair? What if they're bald? I don't care. So you want them to have face wash? They need to condition it. They need to condition their Their bald bald head. (laughs) If they're bald, that's a red flag. I'm not into those. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, bald friends. Help it. I know. I just not. I'm not. I don't know. I don't look at a bald guy and say, "Ooh, you're hot." Oh, Name a hot bald, bald guy. The Rock. The only hot, like the only bald guy, and not hot. I take back hot. The only bald guy I can think of is Howie Mandel, and I don't think he's hot. I don't think Howie Mandel is hot either. Is The Rock bald? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's bald and he's hot. He's interesting looking. I don't know. Not my type. Anyway, that's way off topic, <laughs> but. When you go to the grocery store, the drugstore, the Costco's of the world, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. and you go down the aisle of hygiene, mm-hmm. okay, 
you see things labeled shampoo, things labeled conditioner, things labeled body wash, and then bars of soap. And face wash. For a reason. Okay? Now, you need to use those different products for different parts of your body. So hair gets hair product. Body gets body product. Face, if you don't use a face wash, I'm not even mad about it. As long as you got a clean face. <laughs> right? You can use a bar of soap or yeah. just water, people, whatever. Yeah. Face, um, people have allergic reactions and stuff to face stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. If you use shampoo and don't use conditioner, good. You just use one. As long as it's a hair product and a body product, that's good for me. Yeah. I, for me, this is not a red flag. Because, well, I mean, I just don't, A, I don't care that much. As long as you're clean... As long as, like, mm-hmm. I can't smell you. But think I think about me showering in a guy's shower that only used a bar of soap. What the hell, what the hell am I going to do? Use, Use the bar, the bar of soap. soap. That's what you're going to do. I mean, when you're in the pickle, you got to just figure your way no, out. Red flag. Red flag. Okay. I will buy you hair product if that's the problem. So I mean, trust me. I like having my products, right? I like the shampoo, conditioner, face wash, body wash, all of that stuff. I like that. And I want to use that. But use I don't the, use have the, the expectation that everyone else is going to do the same thing. There's a men in, men, men's head and shoulders, like, <laughs> two-in-one. Use that. So, But that's the same kind of scenario. It's a two-in-one. No. It's a body no, wash no, no, and a no. shampoo. No, I'm uh, sorry. I'm thinking so shampoo, conditioner, two-in-one. Oh. But I'm but pretty sure the right. two-in-one is a shampoo body okay, wash. Okay, but it's not a bar of soap. Okay, so you would be okay if the only thing they had in their shower was... Head and shoulders two in one, where it's a shampoo body wash. Yes. That's fine, but a bar of soap is unacceptable. Okay, I'm just picturing you rubbing that bar of soap in places. In my hair. <laughs> no, in your hair and then in every other place. Okay, uh-huh. on your body. And that is a red flag. That's soap. It's self-cleaning. Emily, that's <laughs> gross. I don't do that. I'm just I'm just trying to... How is that I'm, not a red flag? I'm trying to convince her, guys. I'm really trying. No, it's not a red flag for me. Ugh. Judging you over here. I've, I mean, I just feel like I've I've seen enough people do it that I'm just like, okay, well, they're clean enough, so they must be doing something right. Okay, next. <laughs> that bar is so be working for them. <laughs> okay, they're talking badly about every person they've dated. So, like, all of their exes, they have something bad to say about, about them. Well, then that makes me think that they're the problem. They're the red flag. Yeah, in oh. this situation, they're the red flag. Absolutely. Also, why do we need to have those discussions? Like, it's okay if it comes up in a topic of conversation like, you know, um, you don't throw out the trash or something. And they're like, oh, my ex never used to do that or something. And they, and they reference them. But if on a first date, on a second, third, whatever date, like while you're in the dating stages, yeah. they're first off discussing their exes in lengthy conversations and then talking poorly on them. Yeah. Huge red, huge red flag. I feel like... If you're talking about exes, no big deal. I feel like that's somewhat normal if you're in the early stages of dating to like talk about, you know, if you've had past relationships or not. But if they're only shitting on their exes and only talking about the bad things, I just can't imagine that that's something that I would do if I were dating. Like I mean, to only say all of the bad qualities my ex had. Right. 21-year-old blackout Anissa probably would have. But again, I wasn't dating to date, like, for the future. You yeah. know what I mean? At that point, so. 
I just feel like it would be more like, well, why did it end? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily all of their bad qualities, but if you just talked about, okay, so what was the real thing that made the relationship end? That seem, I, that to me, I feel like would be efficient enough in terms of talking about exes to cover the bases. Like, I don't think that I would need to go into all of the details. So, I don't know. For me, I, like... I don't know that it's necessarily a red flag, but it would it would send me more vibes that they're not over it mm-hmm. if they all that all they talked about was something negative. True. Okay, so the next one is that they can't eat by themselves. Red flag. I don't know. I don't think I can eat by myself. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I can. Why couldn't you? I like company. I like company too, but like I just went on a work trip Thursday night, for example. And I sat at the bar by myself, literally at an Italian place, ordered everything. My friend, my friend Adina called me and we talked on the phone for a good chunk of it. And she was like, I feel bad you're eating by yourself. And I was like, I'm totally okay with this. Have no problem. I like people watching enough that I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah, I think you're better at that than me. I think I like to be with people. Like, even when we're home and Daniel is, like, wants to do something in the basement and I want to be upstairs in the room, I'm like, will you please come upstairs and be with me? Like, I just like to be around people, at least somebody that I know. I mean, I think I could do it if I were in a position that I had to do it. Is it a red red flag, though? I don't know. I mean, for a dude... Maybe they would just be, like, really attached to me and, like, maybe that's what I want. But then I can also see myself getting really sick of that. Right. (laughs) Sick of that. But also, like, I feel like it makes it so that they're reliant on somebody. And if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. Yeah, I could see that being somewhat of a red flag. But because I do it, I feel like it's hypocritical for me to say that it's a red flag. It's like, yeah, but it's like saying that they can't go to a Starbucks and order, like, a croissant and sit and have, you know, like, we all have. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely done that. I've definitely, like, gone and, like, sat and, like, drank a coffee and ate breakfast by myself for sure. Yeah. So it's not. You just think right now because you've, you're, like, post-COVID lifestyle. I know. I just <laughs> love being around people. I'm so attached and to And you're people. married, so it's a little bit different, but <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So the next one is they post selfies, and then for guys, it was specifically shirtless selfies. I don't even think I would give a guy who posted a shirtless selfie a chance on a date. Yeah, so it's a red flag. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a little bit of a red flag for me. I'm just picturing pulling up a guy's Instagram after we matched on my non-existing dating <laughs> existent dating app. And I'm picturing the first two, three pictures shirtless selfies. Or like, I don't know, selfies and then one shirtless one. Like, ew. Yeah, why? just put your shirt on. First off, where are your friends and why are you not out doing cool things? Like, that's what I want to see. Also, like, I'll sh- see you shirtless when we get to that point. You don't need to show me. Ooh, you're going to see me shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> True. And I think, you know, for girls, uh, on the guy perspective, I'm pretty sure they probably feel the same way. Like, if they pulled up and all they saw is, like, you taking selfies right. of your hair color or whatever. Like, there has to be a variety. Sure. I mean, a selfie once in a while. I love a good selfie. Same. I love a good selfie. I take selfies with my friends. I like to take selfies. But if that's all myself. you're posting, yeah, no, I I think red it's flag. definitely it's at least an orange flag, right? Like if we're going yellow, orange, red, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely I'm gonna have my guard up a little bit. But like I I'm said, saying, if, if it's all... a, if it's a dude and that's all he has on his dating profile, it's a hundred percent a red flag. Yeah, yeah, that one's easy. Okay, 
the next one is that they are lazy and they have no ambition. Man, in the phase that I'm at in my life, that's 100% a red flag. Yeah, I completely think this is a red flag. And I don't know if it's just where I am in my life, but ambition for me has been something that's like so attractive in a, a partner. Turn on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's for real. Like, because I feel like I'm a very ambitious ambitious person. I take on a ton of stuff and it's like, I love to just, I love to be doing and doing and doing and doing. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's somebody who just wants to sit around and like ride off of that, that to me is very unattractive. So for me yep. personally, I think it's a huge red flag. Yeah. And I 100% agree. Cause I, the other end of like that I'm trying to picture is like, there's definitely lazy opportunities, right? I'm lazy a lot of the time. Like Weekends, I don't want to do a single thing. Like, I put off cleaning sometimes. I put off hanging out with my friends sometimes because I want to have, like, me time. But I don't, you know, and I say, oh, I'm just being lazy. But when I think of lazy, I'm like, you have no desire to be better yeah. or to do more. Yeah. Or the lack of ambition, I mean, if you will. everybody has a lazy day, right? right. Like, or a lazy couple days. Like, you're not feeling well. Like, you just want to chill on the couch or you've had a long week and you just want to relax. That's not, to me, that's not lazy. Lazy is, like... No desire to get a job, no desire to like clean around the house, no desire to put in your effort in a relationship even, right? Like if you think no about- ambition like, to grow, career. Exactly. Oh, or yeah. personal growth. Like to me- It's a hard thing to see right off the bat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's one way 100% to, a red flag. One way to tie it in is to see, uh, you know, if they're planning la- things for to the last minute, like the other yeah. red flag yeah. is like, yeah. they're probably like, just lazy. Yeah. Probably. Uh, okay, so this one is they're bad with their money and they have bad or no credit. And I love this one red because flag. it's such a red flag. Yeah. And so many people don't realize it. You know, a lot of our life, especially in this country, is reliant on you having good credit. Mm-hmm. And not only good credit, but I work in an industry where we review credit a lot of the times. And I see people that have ghost credit is what we call it, where they have no credit. And I'm like, bro, you're 28 plus years old. Right. And you've never had a credit card. And you've never had anything to establish your credit. Like you've never even tried. That's concerning. Mm -hmm. Now it's concerning in two different perspectives, right? Because they could, he could come from a very wealthy family where he's never needed to. Right. Or he could come from like not responsible family and doesn't even know that he needs to. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I love a good credit card. I love getting my points. Mm -hmm. I love making my payments on time. I love doing all that stuff. I have various loans out, like car, home, right, student loans, things of that nature. So if you're not on the same wavelength, that's a problem. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I mean, obviously it would be situational, right? So if there was something that happened that put them in a situation. Now, if, if you won't keep us rich, <laughs> that's a different, no. <laughs> no, but like if there's something that happened that put them in a situation where like that's what affected their credit, again, it would be one of those things where I would just have more questions. If it was solely a just an irresponsibility thing that made them have bad credit, that's that's a red flag for me. But if it's if it was a situational, like maybe their parents did something where you know it's like it's out of their control, and that just happens to be like what right. happened to them, that sucks. It, you know, because and they're of working on improving it. Right. Right. There's there's a difference of like being aware of it and being like, hey, I straight up don't have the best credit right now. Right. But I'm conscious of it and I'm making strides in the right direction to improve it. 
totally different story. Yeah. But if we're talking about just you have bad credit, you don't care because you're bad with money. Mm-hmm. Like you're late on your payments, you overdraft on your bank account, mm-hmm. like you have all these fees and things that are bad and you continue to do them and have no desire to improve that. See ya. Yeah. Adios. For sure. Okay, the next one is they have no relationship with their parents or they don't talk to their family. Red flag. I agree. I'm so close to my family. Again, I have to play devil's advocate in situational, right? Some people have families where they just have really bad childhoods or like their family's a mess or whatever. I can understand them not wanting to be involved with their families anymore. Just because you and I both have very good and strong home and family lives. It's fine. It's... I think for us, it would be it would definitely be something we would want to dig into more. We would want well, to know why. But if yes. it's if it's something that has to do with them, or they're just not interested in having a relationship with the family, it would be red flag because we're both very close with our families. Yeah, I mean, I've been with someone that had um, you know problems with their family and had a lot of ups and downs, and like it took a really really long time. But I knew that he had desire to be close to his family just things were not right and they were in different like on different wavelengths essentially and he was working towards being closer to his family and like rekindling that front of friendship relationship with them and that mattered to me more than them not being close right right so i exactly. think it's also just like you said i guess it's, it's the desire part right but it's- you better be upfront and tell me the truth straight off the bat because i'm not gonna find you know be six months into a relationship and then you lie to me about not seeing your family like just be upfront. Yeah. yeah this is for anyone that's out there dating and thinks that it might be a red flag like if if they're t- vocal with you about it like just hear them out there's yeah. so many different things that could be going on yeah for sure Okay, uh, we have has no friends of their own. To me, a huge red flag. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of times what that says is like they're so reliant on their partner. Like they're going to have no other outlet. And I think it's really important when you're in a relationship to have other outlets besides your partner. Balance. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're relying on a bunch of other people but just like you know your social your your social needs are not only being met by your partner that you're able to go and talk to your friends and talk to your family or talk to whoever else but like if they have no other friends yeah like i love you but sometimes i need me and my girl it usually means that yeah there's you know there's like controlling and behavioral factors that come into that play to when they don't have anything else to do they're more concerned about what you're doing yes when they don't have friends than if they have friends and things to do while you're busy totally and how many people have you met too where like you see they've had a ton of falling out with friends and you're like okay me well no you I'm, i'm not talking about you at all but like you'll see other people who've had a ton of falling out with friends where you're like maybe there's a common denominator here Oh, yeah. Right? Where right. it's like, right. you. why are there so many falling right. outs with other people? Why are there so many people that you don't talk to anymore? Why mm-hmm. are there so many friends that you used to have that you don't have anymore? It's like, if that's happening, 
a lot to the person that yeah. you're but thinking guys, of dating. Right. Guys, I feel like that's less of an issue with guys and more of an issue with girls. For sure. Because For sure. guys just like sweep over things and move on. And or like, they like physically fight each other and they right. move on. Yeah, like beat me in Fortnite and then we can be friends again. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's... I, it is kind of a red flag. Yeah, it's to me, for sure concerning. it says like yeah. you have a track record of not putting in effort to hold on to your relationships. And yeah. so if I'm starting to date you, what I'm makes not, me think you're going to hold right, on to my I'm not confident yeah, that you're sure. going to just not find the first thing wrong and 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 like completely cut me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the next one we have is the opposite. <laughs> it's specifically to guys. So. If there's a guy who is nice to all women. Hmm. Define nice. I mean, if he's like oh, like super friendly to all flirty of friendly. your friends. Yeah, flirty friendly to all your friends. Listen, my experience with your husband is that he's super nice he to is super nice. all of us. Like, I've never felt like he's, even when he's mad at me. Well, he likes you. <laughs> True. <laughs> Good. So, Bro, gang gang. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, so I don't know. I'm like picturing Daniel being nice to other people. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, think that's flag. a red flag. Yeah. No. I don't think it's a red flag. I mean, Daniel is pretty nice to everybody. Um, I don't think it's a red flag. But if it's, you're out at a bar and he's being nice to random buying people, people drinks, yeah, buying people drinks, complimenting your waitress or exactly. hostess or whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. I think there's definitely a line there. Yeah. So, so when when you're just being nice, like cordial, polite, it's there's a not difference I think issue. between being nice to your potential significant other's friends mm-hmm. and their loved ones, and being nice to random ass women on the street or and like overly nice like are you gonna pull out the chair for this girl that's right sitting at the table next to us because her date didn't like right are you gonna open everyone's door calm down yeah you know what i mean right know where your focus is prioritize your focus and your woman and all of that right. and we'll be good you can be nice say hi polite yeah polite and nice i think in this in this particular instance differ yeah so i agree yeah definitely a red flag yeah um when they c- when they don't cancel dating apps after you start dating. Whew, for sure a red flag. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a dating app, and if I did, I'm just picturing, like, the deletion of your dating app when you say you want to be with me. I guess it also depends on how far you get into the relationship, right? Because well, if you're when dating... you make a commitment, when you say, I want to be with you, you're sure. the person... But, like, if we've gone on one date and you still have your dating app right. up, you're I'm not going to judge. Exactly, right. exactly. So, like, if you guys have committed... And they still have their dating apps. That's going to be an issue. Oh, yeah. Or if we've gone on, like, several dates and it's, like, progressing in that direction. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be more of, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, skeptical of a commitment. Because at that point, I think by, like, a couple of dates in, I don't want to put a a time frame. I don't want to say five dates or, like, three dates or one. But after you guys have decided, like, hey, I want to see where this is going to go, you mutually either pause or delete your dating apps together. Yeah. Because you should feel comfortable at that point to have that conversation with that person. Yeah. And I have a couple friends that have, like, you know, I have a friend that's engaged, going to be married soon to someone that she met on a dating app. Maybe I should have asked her how it happened for them because – Honestly, it's one of those things I don't have experience with it, but I just picture it. I'm like, you have put in so much effort. I've given you my time. Yeah. And that's the most important thing to me right now is my time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm giving you my time and you are going to keep your options open, that's not fair. Yeah. Red flag. I agree. 
Okay, last but not least, ooh, ooh, we, we have the last one. I know, last one. They always put their phone face down. For so, me, hundred percent red flag. Um, the only reason that I'm hesitant on this one is because I used to have. I don't really anymore, but one of the iPhones that oh I had. God, I remember this. One of the iPhones that I had, I had like a pop socket on the back. You also had like a privacy screen. Yeah, on but that your was phone. a million years ago. And honestly, that was more for work than anything else. But what are they called? Pop sockets? Like, yeah. Okay, I don't know what they're called. So I had that on mine, and that only way I got in the habit of putting my phone face down because I had it on the back. Because uh, okay. that's the only way that it would be balanced. Yeah. And so that is why that where that habit came from. Okay. And so now occasionally like I'll do it like but now that we have like the focus feature on there, yeah. I can just put my phone on focus when I don't want to look at it and I don't have a pop socket anymore, I don't do it. But it was like that's how I developed that habit. So okay. that's the only reason. But guys really don't have pop sockets, so they don't have that excuse. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Um Okay. I mean I see it now. so basically if they have a pop socket it's not a red flag if they put their phone face down. Right, because they don't have a choice. Like, yeah. it doesn't balance as well. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, to me, it still feels like a red flag. Like, maybe now, maybe we just gave a bunch of advice to people <laughs> to go put their <laughs> kid a pop socket. The men, men are going to roll out. <laughs> men are going to roll out all of a sudden with all these pop sockets, like these cool ones. Yeah. No, I mean, even with this phone, like, uh, I have the new uh, iPhone 13 my favorite number and Emily's favorite number. Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> 13 Pro Max, whatever phone. I don't even know. There's so It's such a you long thing. You said it, thing. right? Um, and it has the three cameras. At, uh, and sometimes I'm, I put it face down because I'm worried about the cameras. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to scratch up my camera. I have a little protector thing on it, but I'm always concerned. You have a protector on your camera? Yeah. It came with my case, so it like comes off. I would take it off, but my nephew already broke the other one, so it's my second one. So it, it like feels excessive. It comes on here. It's to protect the cameras. No, it's I get it, it, but it just feels. I paid excessive. a lot of money for this phone. That's not yeah. excessive. No, okay? I feel you. But that's why I do it because it's more uh, flat. Yeah. On the front side than on. The, but I honestly, it really just depends on how I land my phone. Yeah. I'm not concerned about it. But if that, sorry, way off topic. Uh, well, not really. If they are always for no reason putting their phone face down. I would definitely raise an eyebrow. I think I would just flip it up and be like, what are you hiding? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, at that point, it's just kind of like one of those, see if it's a habit or see if they're like being mischievous Yeah, with it. Look at my vocab. Look at you. <laughs> mischievous. Throwing that uh, word in I there. I know. Like, my bad. Um, I don't know. Safe to say that we have a huge variety of different topics on here, and I think... We're all across the board on what's a red flag and what's not. I think we clearly need to do another episode of red flags of this like is the second badge. Never ending. I mean, I think clearly it's great. Clearly, we'll have a lot. It's great. In this day and age, it's really nice to discuss some of this stuff so you know what other people are thinking and feeling because sometimes you might be doing a behavior you don't even realize is a red flag, and it 100% is. Like using bar soap, guys. Please stop. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. To engage with us more, follow us on One Bottle of Wine Podcast on Instagram and tune in next week for another glass. Cheers.